Thank you, everyone. Um, yeah, it's great to be here this morning. It's great to be able to speak and um, just share what's on God's heart for you this morning. And um, I'll give you one guess as to what I'm speaking about. To shout out. Christmas? Joy! Which is part of Christmas. But yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak about joy. And uh, if you're on Facebook... I put a little comment that it was my joy with some sparkly um, stars around it to speak this Sunday. And I was giving you a bit of a hint, but I don't know if anyone got that. Um, on your seats, you... Did you get it, Chris? There's, nothing gets past you. Um, on your seats, there is a little tag that says joy on the front of it. And on the back is a verse, and every single verse is different. So you have got a unique verse that I believe that is for you that God wants to speak to you, and you can put that wherever you want. You could tie it on your Christmas tree or wherever, but it's a reminder of what I'm going to speak about this morning. So um, who was here when Mark and I shared about our time at Bethel in um, California? So quite a few people. Some didn't. Okay, Um, so it was great to just uh, feedback on our time over there, and I think we mentioned that we received some prophetic words while we were over there. And um, prophetic words can be, or they're usually very personal, and um, I wouldn't probably ordinarily get up here and say, this is what God's spoken to me. But um, the words, some of the words that came were, were for you guys as well. So it was kind of starting with Mark and I, but it broadened out into the church family. And our lives are so entwined with yours. Um, as leaders of this church, um, you are our family. And so I really want to share what came to us because it's about joy. And it, it's, um, yeah, it just involves you guys as well. So... Um, This is the actual transcript of of, uh, what was kind of delivered to us. So um, this was an an Irish lady who um, is part of the um, School of Supernatural Ministry over there. And we had what they call um, a prophetic appointment. So basically, um, there's all different pairs or threes of people. And you just get guided to one of those. And they have been just... Um, soaking in God's presence, asking God just to speak to them, opening themselves up to the Holy Spirit. And then they just hear God in that moment for you and deliver it. And um, it was amazing, wasn't it? It was an amazing experience. Um, so if you ever get to go to one of those, um, they're just, they're, they're brilliant. They're meant to be uplifting, encouraging, um, positive, um, and, and just a real blessing. So this is what this lady said. I can't remember her name, actually but she was Irish. So she said, so when I first met you, I felt this swirl of joy. You carry joy in abundance. I can literally see it like a whirlpool at the center that you two together have cultivated joy. I know that joy is difficult to carry because of where you're from and the things that go on, but God is going to start increasing it. She didn't know us at all, by the way. We didn't say anything when we went in just kind of hellos. Um, Okay, yeah, joy is going to be written across both of you. It's how people will see you when they meet you. And after meeting you, they'll be left with this residue of joy. They're going to want to stay close to you because of what you carry, because of the joy that you carry. And as that begins to grow, it will begin to change the atmosphere of your church. 
your church will become that place of joy. And people will start coming to the church because they'll want to be in that atmosphere. You will actually start to cultivate this atmosphere within your four walls of this joy, like a joy bubble. And people are going to come, rich and poor, from every walk of life. And it won't matter what they do or what life has brought to them. Everyone will come because they want what you carry, that joy. And as you preach, and as you begin to minister, God's going to release that joy. And it will be contagious. And people are going to get it. They're going to take that joy with them. They're going to leave with that joy. And they're going to bring it onto the next place and into the next place they go. I saw you first, and I see it in your church, that same thing, but now this swirl has got bigger, and it's over your church, this joy anointing. As it gets into people, as it gets into their spirit, they're going to carry it outside. You're literally going to transform your city with the joy that you carry. That's us together. And she's went on to say, this is so significant to your ministry and what God has called you to do. And then there was a gentleman called Tommy that was part of the three that we had. And he said, this joy is tangible and people can literally take it out with them when they go out from being among us. And the community will see it and it will be like a, a godly kingdom branding on us of joy. Wow. Um, he also went on to say about that we will be a people who honor God's presence and honor what the Spirit's doing. And um, from my own study um, around joy, presence is really um, linked to joy. Joy, um, God's presence, in God's presence, there's fullness of joy. So that really, to me, that clicked. Um, and then um, we made friends with um, two couples who were part of a church of the Nazarene up in Seattle. And um, we kept crossing paths with these two couples. And the guy was sat behind us in one of the main sessions. This was after the, the first word that I've just shared with you. And he just reached over to Mark and he said, because I was worshipping, and um, he said, I can just, I, there's a flow of joy just coming off you that I'm just receiving as I'm sitting behind you and worshipping. And uh, I, he went on to say some other things, but um, it was just, wow, God, you are really speaking something here. And then um, some of you will know Steve Blacker. And Steve and Lynn used to be part of this church in the 80s and 90s. They moved to France, and now they're um, studying for a year over at Bethel um, School of Supernatural Ministry. We spent a bit of time with them. And Steve had this picture of, um, it was our family but it was representative of our family, our church family. And we were um, traveling on camels through the desert and we were wrapped up to the nines because, to protect ourselves from the sand. So we, we had all the garb on and everything wrapped around our, our faces. But what he could see was we were traveling towards an oasis. When we got to the oasis, we unwrapped the headgear and he just saw these grins from, like, you know, you talk about a grin from ear to ear. It was literally, he just saw joy. And he said that Freedom Church will be an, an oasis and people will come and drink in God's presence. And in God's presence, there is fullness of joy. So, you know, God was just, when God speaks, he doesn't just speak it once. He confirms it and affirms it through other people, through other things that jump out at you. I saw this sign in Sainsbury's and I was with, with Neve and just doing food shopping. And I was like... I have to have this sign. I'm not really, I'm not like that, generally speaking, but I was like, because I wanted it to be a reminder in our house, not just for Christmas, but of what God has said 
as a constant reminder about joy because he's spoken. So I want my life to match up to what he's spoken. And that I want that for us too. So, um, and just a, um, two other things, the way just God has confirmed stuff and affirmed stuff. We were with some friends the other day, the other last weekend, and they have a four-year-old girl, and um, I was just kind of chit-chatting with her. And she had a Christmas jumper with Rudolph, which had a sparkly red nose. And uh, I was just like, oh, you've got Rudolph on your jumper. And she went, no, it's not Rudolph. It's Joy. My, re- my reindeer's called Joy. And I was like, I was just like, I just thought, you know, God is, yeah, he just speaks, doesn't he, in different ways, and it's really cool. And then when I offered to Mark to speak this morning, I kind of, I volunteered myself to speak, I obviously knew it was Advent, so I looked up at kind of the traditional themes for Advent, and what is week three? Joy. Joy. I just thought, God, okay, I know what you want me to talk about. Joy. Okay, so, um, yeah. Just amazing, God speaking, and it's. I, I'm just. It's great to get something for yourselves, but when God gives you something for the people as well, and that we're in this together, this is our journey together. I just think, God, you're amazing. Um, so there is an awful lot about joy that I could actually speak about this morning, um, and I've tried to condense it down to something manageable, to something that should only take about twenty minutes. Um, so you might be receiving uh, part two in the near future, who knows. Um, So I like to start with the dictionary. What what is joy? Um, The dictionary definition, just as a starting point, not because I think it's amazing, but just let's, let's have a think about what joy is. So the dictionary says, it's a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Great, well, we all want a bit of that or a lot of that, don't we? Yeah, that would, that'd be wonderful. Um, the Greek word used when we see joy in our Bibles in the New Testament is kara. I don't know if I've pronounced that right, but it's C-H-A-R-A, kara. And it means gladness or delight coming from a source of joy. Gladness or delight coming from a source of joy. I love that. And it also has meaning around having joy or rejoicing, being full of joy, because of grace. Wow, having joy or rejoicing because of grace, because of God's grace. The Greek word for grace is actually very similar, and it's charis, C-H-A-R-I-S. And um, yeah, there's a link there between joy and and grace, which we'll come on to later. And um, I like this from C.S. Lewis. He describes joy as the serious business of heaven. (laughs) The serious business of heaven. Yeah, God, God is into joy. He, he is the source of all joy. So joy can be something that we feel, and that's good, to feel joyful, to feel full of joy, like the dictionary de- describes joy. But as Christians, how much deeper should it go in us? If you've been around for many years, you'll remember we once had a mime troupe as part of this church. This is going back quite a number of years, 10 years or so. And um, we had a piece called Feelings. You might remember it. We had this big stripy screen that went like up and down and it revealed different faces and expressing feelings. Anyway, the song that we used um, went like this. Feelings come and feelings go, but feelings can be deceiving. I'll place my faith in the word of the Lord. Nothing else is worth believing. Okay, so feelings, if joy is only ever a feeling, it can be fleeting and it can be so easily swept away by other feelings that come in because... 
let's face it, over the course of the day, I mean, how many feelings do we go through because of reacting to different situations and circumstances or just the weather or me and John were having a little convo this morning about the weather and it's been a bit gloomy this week and a bit wet and a bit grey, you know, but joy can't just be a feeling and it's not the joy that God wants us to have. Um, I really like this quote by a guy called Dan Hooser, which says that joy is a strong foundation that supports a variety of healthy emotions. It's a foundation. It's healthy to feel sad sometimes, or frustrated, or cross, or to feel grief. There's nothing wrong with that. As much as it's healthy to feel happy and content and fulfilled and excited and delighted, they're all healthy emotions as humans to have. But joy is a foundation in our lives. It should be a foundation. And when Mark and I received those words about joy, I've got to be honest, I was a bit taken aback because I don't always feel full of joy. And I know I don't always express the fullness of joy um, that I should be, that should be foundational in my life. Um, But I do know in my heart where I put my faith the hope that I have in God for the now and for my future, the unfailing love of God that he has for me and that I've experienced, the countless blessings that he showered on my life and the grace and the mercy that he gives me every day. And that is the joy that we are to carry around with us. It's not that we're always smiling. Okay, that's great and it's good. It's good to smile and it releases endorphins and things when we laugh and when we smile, so that's good. The Bible says laughter is like medicine. Um, So it's good to have that expression of joy, but we might not always feel joy, full of joy, joyful, but it's what is foundational in our lives and it's what we carry in our heart. So we're going to hear what the Bible says about joy as we look uh, at three R's this morning. And the first R is receive. So joy is a supernatural gift from God. It is supernatural. And it's only by being in relationship with him, by being in his presence, that we receive heavenly joy. It's because of our understanding and our experience of who God is and what he's done for us that this flow of joy comes into our hearts and our spirits and our lives. It makes sense that when we spend time, time with God, who is the source of all joy, that this joy gets imparted to us. Makes sense, doesn't it? Have you ever spent time with a joyful person? You know, a person who, like, they're just, they're able to just laugh about stuff. And, you know, things might be going on in their life, but they've got this humor and this joy and just this sense of fun about stuff. And it's contagious. And, and you walk away feeling like you've got a bit of that on you and it's like that prophetic word that joy is going to be like a residue that people take with them when they've encountered God amongst us back to my notes the bible says in the book of Nehemiah that the joy of the Lord is our strength it's so true the joy of the Lord is our strength and this is joy that lasts it's not that fleeting feeling But it's joy that lasts, that becomes foundational in our lives as followers of Christ. And it's joy that helps us get through challenges and struggles, sickness and grief. It's our strength. The Bible describes the kingdom of God as righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's in Romans 14, 17. And it also says that God, who is the source of hope, will fill us completely with joy and peace as we put our trust in him. That's from Romans 15, 13. 
And Psalm 97:11 says that God gives joy to the upright heart, the irrepressible joy which comes from the consciousness of his favor and protection. So when we are aware, we have an understanding of God's favor on our lives, his protection of our salvation in him, then we can have this irrepressible joy. You know, irrepressible means nothing can force it down. It's always bubbling up. It's like this bubbling spring inside us. That is the joy that God wants us to have. That's what he intended for us as his children and for it not to get squashed down by other stuff that life throws at us. Um, I mentioned that I've done quite a lot of study around this um, because I wanted to find out, okay, more of what God's saying. Okay, there's this great word that's come through somebody else who's listening to the Holy Spirit, but what does the word, this word, say about it? So I've noticed, taken note of, the fact that joy is often linked with these things, with hope, with peace, with grace, with faith, with salvation, with thanksgiving, and with God's presence. And this is one of my favorite verses on hope. It's from Psalm 16, verse 11. And it says, you will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forevermore. And for me, this verse speaks about relationship. God constantly showing us how best to live as we daily walk with him and that we find joy in his presence and the hope and the pleasure of knowing that we've been given eternal life. And that puts a certain spin on everything we face in life when we have that understanding and that knowledge and that experience of God. David in the book of Psalms, chapter 16 and verses 8 to 9, says, I have set the Lord continually before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory, my inner self, rejoices. My body too shall rest and confidently dwell in safety. The Bible says concerning Jesus that for the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross. And there are different thoughts as to what that joy is, but I believe that it was about him accomplishing what God had sent him to do on earth and about returning to be in his father's presence and taking his place to get once again at the right hand of his father. In Acts 13.52, it talks about the disciples being continually filled throughout their souls with joy and the Holy Spirit. So, like I said before, joy is supernatural. It comes from our relationship with the Holy Spirit. So, receiving joy comes from our relationship with God. That's the first R. The second R is respond. So, joy comes when we respond with thanksgiving awe and wonder to the love of God, his faithfulness, his grace and his mercy, his voice and his presence. And when we understand who God truly is and we worship him, then we can't help but being full of joy. John Casey over here, one of our Freedom Church leaders, he spoke profoundly last week about how Jesus came and entered right into our state of sin and darkness. He didn't stand on the edge calling us out, but he came right to where we were and he provided a way out for us, out of darkness into light, out of sickness into wholeness, out of sin and into his wonderful plan for our lives. The more we get to know God, the more we read his word, the more we hear his voice, the more we'll be filled with joy, with the heavenly joy that only he can give. And as we worship the source of all joy, 
he will fill us to overflowing with that same joy. What a wonderful relationship to be in. Who would want to be separated from God when that's the kind of exchange that's going on? The book of Psalms, as you probably will know, talks a lot about rejoicing. Don't forget that means being full of joy, being joyful. And in fact, the Bible commands us to rejoice. And Philippians 4.4 says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. So often we have feelings of joy that's linked to something that happens for us, something nice, something um, that's been nice to do or something that's nice that's been said to us. And that makes us feel joyful and encouraged and blessed. Um, But there is a joy that comes from God that is beyond that, beyond those feelings of something nice has happened. It's so deep-rooted. I've lost my place. Yeah, the verse that I just read, it commands us always to find our joy in our God, in our Lord. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. So why would you want to be anywhere else? Psalm 95 95 verse 2 in the Amplified Version, which I found really helpful actually in my study because it just expands things a bit. Um, It says, oh come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. So remembering what God has done leads us into a place of thanksgiving. And thankfulness leads us to a place of joy. And then with a full of joy heart, we can come to God and praise him because of who he is and what he's done. Another verse from the Amplified Version, Psalm 511, says, But let all who take refuge and put their trust in you rejoice. Let them ever sing and shout for joy, because you make a covering over them and defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you and be in high spirits. So it's those people who put their trust in God and come to him for safety and protection that are joyful. And it's those same people who sing and shout for joy because of what the Lord has done for them. Another joy commandment from the Bible is found in 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 16. Be happy in your faith and rejoice and be glad hearted continually. And Jesus himself in Matthew five twelve says, be glad and supremely joyful for your reward in heaven is great, strong and intense. Wow. You know, they, we have so much as Christians who are in relationship with God. We have so much to be joyful. We have so much to be thankful about and to be joyful about because there is an open heaven over us. Je- there is no separation anymore. Jesus has made the way. Joy is ours to have and to hold. So we respond with joy to who God is and what he's done for us. So we've had receive and respond. The third R is release. So every gift that God gives to us is destined to reach others. Do you know that? So every gift that God gives you is destined to reach others. It's not to hold up in here. It is for us which is great, and God, God wants to lavish those gifts on us, but it is for a destination that's beyond ourselves. So when God imparts joy to us, it's because he wants us to be joy carriers, joy givers, and joy imparters. We are blessed to be a blessing. We are joy-filled to be joy givers. And I've said it before, but 
Joy is contagious. And I've seen, I've personally seen atmospheres change in a room when, when a joyful person's walked in. The atmosphere's just changed. And I've heard conversations change direction because of a joyful person just coming into the, the um, conversation. And I've seen lives turn around because of joy that's been received. And this supernatural joy affects atmospheres, situations, and lives with eternal consequence. And that involves us. Okay? We have to bring that joy to earth. And it has to be in our conversations and in our lives. And we need to impart that joy to others. Proverbs 15.30 says, The light in the eyes of him whose heart is joyful rejoices the hearts of others. And good news nourishes the bones. I love that. Just say that again. The light in the eyes. It's just the light in the eyes. Of him whose heart is joyful rejoices the hearts of others. So it can be a supernatural exchange that happens this way. So it's this way between us and God, but it's also this way between each other and who we encounter. The fruit of the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives is for others, not only to see, but to partake of. And joy is one of the Holy Spirit's fruit as he works in us and through us. The joy that we carry is a testament to who God is and what he's done in our lives. It speaks of the faith, trust and hope that we have in him. Have you ever known a Christian who has faced something terrible in their life? It might have been the death of a loved one or they might have had an accident themselves or someone in their family or they might have faced redundancy from a job or be facing big debt, large debt. And you find out in those times what is foundational in their lives. You find out what their faith, their trust, their hope and their joy is in or rather who it's in. And they may be feeling sad or grieving. They might feel disappointed or confused at these times. But at the core of who they are, they maintain their foundation of joy because of their relationship with the Father. And I know people like this. And I've seen things happen in people's lives. And it's a real, it's a testament to their relationship with God because that holds them. And they have this fundamental foundational joy in their lives. So they're not just it it's not just um you know like just a feeling um that just gets swept away by other stuff that comes in but it's it's right in their hearts it's foundational and you know we can increase um each other's joy by being a blessing to one another by being an encouragement by telling each other what god is speaking and what god is doing in your lives I had lunch with a friend earlier this week, and we were both just sharing what's been going on in each of our lives over the, about the last six months. And um, there was some good stuff in there. There were some challenges and struggles in there. But we just talked about God in the midst of all of that and how good and faithful he, he is and he was. And, um, and we both left because we texted each other afterwards and just said, what a great time it was. And we both felt uplifted, encouraged, and blessed by just sharing what God's up to in our lives. And joy should not only come because of our relationship with the Father, but through our relationship as the body with one another. As we grow in maturity and as we're unified by one purpose, which is to see the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. And I just want you to remember what the Bible says about that kingdom. It's the kingdom of God is righteousness, it's peace and it's joy in the Holy Spirit. 
So be encouraged. The joy that you carry in your heart, in your inner self, as the foundation of your life, will impact others. And it will change lives as you release it, as you're obedient to what God's calling you to do. So just to recap... We've talked about receiving joy through our relationship with God. We've talked about responding with joy in praise and worship of who God is and what he's done for us. And finally, we've talked about releasing that joy to others as the Holy Spirit works in us and through us. And joy, this foundational, fundamental joy, it has to find an expression. And as Christians, it's either expressed to God in praise and worship of who he is, or it's expressed to others about how good God is, about what he's done, his faithfulness and love. And I just want us to not forget this, that that joy is contagious. I really felt as I was just preparing this, God just kept saying to me, joy is contagious. Joy is contagious. So um, we need to live in with an expectation that our joy that we carry is going to be contagious. It's going to have an effect and an impact on others. So um, because it's contagious, our joy will be challenged. The enemy wants to steal, kill and destroy our joy. And I'm sure we've all been in situations where we can hold up our hands and say, yeah, that's true. That's why it's so fundamental to be consistently in God's presence in relationship with him so that the Holy Spirit is just constantly filling us afresh with his joy and refocusing our minds and our hearts. If you keep close to God, you'll keep your joy. If you wander, your joy will wane. And finally, I just want to encourage you with this verse from the Bible, and it comes from Romans 5, verses 2 to 5, and I'm reading from the Amplified Version. Through him also we have our access, our entrance and our introduction by faith into this grace, which is the state of God's favour, in which we firmly and safely stand. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Moreover, let us also be full of joy now. Let us exult and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our sufferings knowing that pressure and affliction and hardship produce patient and unswerving endurance. And endurance develops maturity of character, which is approved faith and tried integrity. And character of this sort produces the habit of joyful and confident hope of eternal salvation. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us. For God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Yeah. God, can we just all stand? I just want us to thank God. Stu, will you come? Uh, last evening, I, I just sat down and just wanted to say to the Lord, what, what, what might you be saying tomorrow? And, uh, and he just gave me something. And I just thought, oh, hang on a minute. G- Kathy's preaching on joy tomorrow. And it was like, but he said this. And it was like, I think I'd better say what he's saying. Um, he, he came in this sense of boyish excitement. And he said, people need to recapture a sense of joy and wonder of life. And it, it just was like, it wasn't just the words. It was just like Kathy said, the joy carrier was changing the atmosphere. And, um, 
And it just began to open up in my whole thinking, recapture that childhood delight in stuff. Whatever it is, I remember I was just thinking, I used to sit and look at the Christmas tree with the sparkly lights. And he was like, and he wants us to recapture the wonder of life. It might be in a sky, in a sunset, the silhouette of a tree, the, the color of a flower, whatever it is. And he wants us, is, is, this is such a good time to work on this stuff because it's all around and he was saying that this, as you receive this download of joy and cultivate it, it's an inoculation against depression, fear, worry, doubt, anxiety, all this stuff. And it was like the Ready Brett kid, just clothed with this glow that other stuff was bouncing off. It just couldn't get in there. And I could go on and I won't, but it's, there is a fullness that, that is supernatural power in this world and it is like he was saying it's like little children what a delight it is to have them around you know Christopher's so beaming smile he's just a joy you can't help but smile when he's around you because he's fun and Jesus is the biggest kid around he really is and he just delights in surprising us and and get rid of serious like you said Joy is the serious business of heaven. So, hey, don't know what we do with that, but... Thanks, you. In this house, we are real. But we also make mistakes. And when we do, we make sure we say sorry. We give second chances to anyone and we also have lots of fun. In this house, we definitely forgive. We also do loud. We give the best hugs. We are family. And in this house, that means we, we love. love.